are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday, September 21st edition of Locked On Dolphins. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. And I wish I had an excuse for what we saw at Hard Rock Stadium on Sunday afternoon amid a blackout because of a power outage at Hard Rock Stadium and because of a 36-minute lightning delay. But I don't. To be completely honest, the Dolphins' defense played like crap for 60 minutes against the Buffalo Bills, losing 36-28. to Despite the fact that the Dolphins made a firm push in the second half of this football game, clinging on for dear life amidst giving up 320-plus yards of offense in the first half, managing and scratching and clawing their way to a seven-point deficit at halftime, ultimately losing the football game 31-28, a backdoor cover for the Miami Dolphins against a five-and-a-half or six-and-a-half, depending on where you looked, point spread against the Buffalo Bills. Bills winning 31-28. The Dolphins' defense played like trash against the Buffalo Bills, and I tried to be patient in week one against the New England Patriots. It's week one, Josh McDaniels, brand new quarterback, brand new dynamics. And you know what? I'll be darned if the Dolphins' rushing defense didn't look half bad aside of a couple missed tackles against the Buffalo Bills in week two. Their pass defense was horrible. Josh Allen completing 24 of 35 passes for 417 yards and four touchdowns, getting sacked once, a quarterback rating of 147.0. It took Josh Allen until week one of his third season in the NFL to log a 300-yard passing performance, and in week two against the Dolphins, he logs a 400-yard passing performance. Nick Needham and this Dolphins defense played like trash. There are no other words to describe the week one performance of the Dolphins' defense. And that is alarming. The Dolphins falling to 0-2, 0-2 in the AFC East, 0-1 at home. You can take all your excuses of not having mini camps and OTAs and having a bunch of new starters, and you can shove it. Because the Dolphins were terrible defensively in week two against the Bills. There's no excuse to give up 417 yards. I don't care that Byron Jones got hurt on the opening possession of the game. 
play some zone defense and have some awareness. Because the Dolphins actually did a decent job in the second half of switching up their coverages and you get into a critical down and distance situation, never mind the fact that it's third and goal from the six and rookie Gabe Davis catches a ball in which he's as he's bringing the ball into his chest, the nose of the ball hits the ground and it's not looked to give the Bills a 24 to 20 lead. But Bobby McCain playing free safety is caught napping and has zero clue that John Brown is running a deep post behind him on another third and long. On third and nine. There's no excuse. It's terrible game awareness for the Miami Dolphins. So if you're sitting here at home, waking up on Monday morning, and you're pissed off that the Dolphins are 0-2, you have every right to be. Because that game, despite a terrible performance in the first half from the Dolphins' defense, was there for the taking. And I could sit here and say, let's put Tua Tungavailoa in at quarterback to awaken this Dolphins' offense, and it doesn't matter at all. Because Brian Flores, for all of his defensive prowess and all the investments that the Dolphins made in the secondary and in the front seven, their defense played like trash. Their defense was not good. And so now the Dolphins enter week three on a short week having to go to Jacksonville, who lost to the Tennessee Titans by a score of 33-30. to And you got to try to manage to scratch and claw a win against Jacksonville to prevent falling from 0-3 on the season. Good luck, Miami. And even if you win, congratulations. You beat a team that was supposed to be in contention for the number one overall pick. Great job. Perhaps it was the fact that there were zero expectations last year versus this year. But losses last year were easier to take in stride. This year, these losses, they suck. So I completely understand if you're angry, and to be completely honest with you, I'm angry too. Because this football game, it was there. All you had to do was execute in the final 10 minutes of the football game. You had the lead. 20-17. to And Josh Allen did what Josh Allen does against the Dolphins, which is to proverbially kick you in the nuts and steal your lunch money. Over and over and over again. This is a quarterback who, when he's not playing the absolute worst of the worst in the NFL, is extremely scattershot, extremely erratic, and yet magically against the Dolphins, he is a superhero. It's a problem, and I don't know what the answer is, because the Dolphins couldn't get home, couldn't manufacture pressure, they sacked him once, they couldn't force him to make mistakes with the football, Allen managed to make a handful of bad throws against wide open receivers that he couldn't manufacture conversions on including the open opening possession of the game in which Byron Jones grabs his groin mid-coverage and falls to the ground 
and Stefan Diggs, the pass innocently falls incomplete on a ball that otherwise would have gone for a long touchdown pass. The Dolphins managed to get breaks from Allen missing throws on his own, but could not manufacture a single mistake on their own. Round of applause for the Dolphins if you're looking for a consolation prize. Conceded only 111 yards on the ground, rushing the football. Approximately one half of what they conceded in week one against the Patriots. Josh Allen rushing four times for 18 yards. The Dolphins rushing 22 times for 99 yards offensively. Fitzpatrick passing for 311 yards and two touchdowns. Don't let the stat sheet fool you. The Dolphins have exponential room for improvement on both sides of the football, but it's more frustrating that this Dolphins team invested so much in the defensive side of the football and experienced players, and they got whitewashed by the Buffalo Bills to the tune of over 500 yards of offense. There's no excuse. You knew who this Buffalo Bills team was. And yes, losing Byron Jones hurt. And perhaps seeing Nick Needham completely lose his mind trying to play any semblance of coverage against Cole Beasley will help Dolphins fans cool on the idea that Nick Needham needs to play more. Welcome to the NFL, Noah Igbenogany. You got torched by Stephon Diggs. I can only be so frustrated with Noah because it was a week one matchup and that assignment was supposed to go to Byron Jones. But this was the reason the Dolphins went out and invested so heavily in the secondary was so that if you get an injury you can manage to play sub-package defense and take it all in stride. The Dolphins did not. They didn't tackle well. They covered terribly. Nick Needham played a trash football game. Noah Igbenogany was roasted multiple times. The Dolphins' defense couldn't seem to figure out how to cover a deep crossing route from a slot receiver and the Dolphins fall to 0-2. Oh, by the way, you play Jacksonville, and then you get Seattle and San Francisco in back-to-back weeks. It's going to be a bumpy ride, guys. That's the unfortunate truth that we now have to accept because this team could not come out and close a game that they had every opportunity to close. 0-2 0-2 to start the season. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether there are corner stores or coffee spots or favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They remember us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going the extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So, Now it's time for us to return the favor. 
The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with contactless Visa to help support your local community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Coming into this football game, I know a lot of you coming off the heels of another loss, 0-2 to start the season, are probably coming to Locked On Dolphins looking for a silver lining, looking for cooler heads to prevail. I wish I had that for you. I don't. I, I don't. This game was here, and... Of the things that I was hoping to see the Dolphins do throughout the course of this week one matchup against the Buffalo Bills, Miami did several of them. The Dolphins fed Mike Gusecki in the middle of the field. Now, they didn't do it enough, but they did it to the tune of an eight-catch performance for 130 yards and a touchdown for Mike Gusecki on 11 targets. He was wide open. The Dolphins did it. Isaiah Ford, 7 for 76, after a very quiet game against the New England Patriots, in which the New England Patriots played man coverage and said, go ahead, run routes and beat us as athletes. We don't think you can. And the Dolphins didn't. What the Dolphins did not do in this football game, as I was looking for their offensive attack, they did not run more RPO concepts. They did not work their running backs into the flat. They did a couple of play-action pass screen attempts, but they did not RPO their way to success offensively. And when they did, never mind the fact that this game peaked in its... Adversity against the Dolphins at 17-7. The Dolphins managing to climb back into this football game. This Dolphins team identity, if you're thinking about how they're going to choose to operate their offense, Tua Tungavaloa and his strengths, much more prevalent in RPO concepts. The Dolphins didn't do that. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, quite frankly, based on what I saw in the All-22 in Week 1 against the New England Patriots and Week 2 on the television copy, is not very effective at his RPO concepts. So if that's going to be the identity of your team, then let's rip the Band-Aid off and be done with it. And make a change. And if it's not, then let's not try and run them all together. Because I'm sorry, but 31 for 47, 328 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 100 quarterback rating for Ryan Fitzpatrick is the most hollow consolation prize that I could possibly set my eyes on. We got down into the red zone, and the Dolphins coughed up the bag. Preston Williams dropping a ball on fourth down. Now, If you want to look at the flow of the game and say, well, the Dolphins did not convert. They forced a punt, and then they went down the field and scored a touchdown anyway. So it's a negligible net gain for the Dolphins. I'm fine with that. If you want to choose to look at it that way, that's fine. 
But I'm looking at the execution of this offense. I'm looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick telegraphing his pass to the point where Tyrell Dotson can almost make an interception on a hook route. It's not good. And there's no excuse. The Dolphins, a hollow 28 points on a back point cover against the Buffalo Bills. Statistically speaking, congrats. You now have a 12% chance to make the playoffs at 0-2. And you still got to play the Bills again, the Patriots again, the Kansas City Chiefs, the San Francisco 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks, the 2-0 LA Rams. It's not good. And there is no excuse for the Dolphins playing as badly as they did defensively in this football game. Regardless of the fact that Byron Jones got hurt. I don't know if you could tell that I'm beside myself, but I absolutely am. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And right now, Anyone who listens to our Locked On podcast has a special opportunity to find out what all the fuss is about by Built Bar by visiting BuiltBar.com, using promo code Locked On, and saving $10 off your first order. So whether you're looking for a tasty snack, a post-workout meal, something delicious that's going to fit into the keto diet, Built Bar has protein bars that feature one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bars, while also featuring up to 20 grams of protein. These things are delicious. So find out what all the fuss is about and visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to save $10 off your first order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, $10 off your first order of Built Bar. So where do the Dolphins go from here? I wish I had a tangible or heartwarming answer for you. I don't. 0-2, along with the 0-2 Jets, looking less pathetic than the Jets, but nevertheless 0-2. A winless football team who now has to go on the road and play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville beating the Indianapolis Colts in Week 1, giving the Tennessee Titans everything that they can handle in Week 2. This is not going to be an easy football game. And I would go so far as to venture that no matter what happens for the Miami Dolphins, you need to take advantage of the fact that you have a 10-day off period after Thursday night football next week And you have to get a quarterback in that is most well-tailored to run this offense, and that is Tua Tunga-Vailoa. If we're going to run high RPO concepts, if we're going to put defenders in conflict, we need a quarterback who is sufficient and effective in running those reps. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is not it. So you've got 10 days after Thursday night football. You can take the hollow win all you want. Seattle has over a 70% win percentage coming on the East Coast to play 1 o'clock games. So it's not as though you're getting a team who consistently plays like trash playing on the East Coast. The Dolphins are in trouble, guys. 
and we have to have that unfortunate conversation and I've tried to remain patient and I have tried my absolute best to bring even-keeled emotion to this show. But we couldn't stop a team that wanted to run on us from running on us in week one. And we couldn't stop a team in week two who decided they wanted to pass against us. Defensively, we've got a problem. And I wish I could say that a quarterback change for Tua Tungavaloa is going to answer all the Dolphins' problems. But it's not. So if Bobby McCain is going to play the rest of this season the way he played week two against the Bills... The Dolphins have a dire need at free safety. And if the Dolphins are going to be as completely ineffective as they were in week two trying to rush the passer against the Buffalo Bills, the Dolphins have a dire need at edge rusher. And that's despite all of the investments that the Dolphins have made on the defensive side of the football. And you could take the hollow stats of the Bills playing pre-vet defense late in the game for the Miami Dolphins to cut the lead to a three-point deficit as the deciding margin of the football game. These Dolphins need more dynamic playmakers offensively. Do you know how many offensive plays the Dolphins had that went for 20 yards in this football game? Preston Williams had one catch for 26 yards early on in the game, defeating Trey White down the field with a toe tap to convert one catch for 26 yards. Mike Gusecki had a 27-yard reception. Devontae Parker had a 20-yard reception. And he had four other receptions for 33 yards. The Buffalo Bills, Stephon Diggs had a 47-yard reception. John Brown had a 46-yard reception. Cole Beasley had a 26-yard reception. Isaiah McKenzie had a 46-yard reception. Dawson Knox had a 38-yard reception. The list goes on and on and on. This Dolphins offense does not have the explosive playability to consistently win against top-end defenses. And yes, it's a tough draw for the Dolphins to take the New England Patriots coached by Bill Belichick and a Sean McDermott coach defense in the first two weeks of the season. But you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares about the excuses of how hard the first two defensive assignments you had to take on were with an offensive line that had four new starters on the offensive line. Nobody cares. You know what people care about? Wins and losses. And you're 0-2. 0-2. Tomorrow is power to the pod. We're going to take your questions and address your concerns. And I'm assuming there's no questions, there's no optimism. There doesn't deserve to be at this point. The Dolphins are 0-2. And they play a Thursday night football game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. With the potential to fall to a crippling 0-3. And even if they win, it will be the most hollow 1-2 record I can remember in recent memory. Because opposing teams, at the end of the day, have had their way with the Dolphins. So mark your calendar, guys. Hope you're all excited for Thursday night football 
as the Dolphins attempt to avoid completely pooping their pants to start the 2020 season. The time for optimism is just about up. I get it's a long season. But the Dolphins should be absolutely demoralized by their defensive efforts if this team is going to put their identity as a unit into their head coach and his background as a defensive coach, then we've got problems. And we've got problems that need to get sorted out sooner rather than later. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins, as a road team on a Thursday night game, end up being underdogs against Jacksonville. And as disrespectful as that sounds to the Dolphins, they deserve it until they prove otherwise. And based on the performance we got in Week 2, this defense is nowhere near ready to stake a claim to having respect. Sorry to say it. Hope you guys enjoyed this Sunday night, Monday edition of Locked On Dolphins in the immediate aftermath of the Bills' 31-28 win over the Miami Dolphins. But I figured you guys would appreciate having it sooner rather than later. Kyle Krabs signing off. Come back tomorrow for Power to the Pot.